Success Insight shares the stories of the people with passion and drive who make things happen in the world. Here's your host, Howard Fox. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Success Insight podcast. Our guest today is Chris Stanisi. Chris is the author of Legendary Adventures of the Baseball Fan. Chris is, as he describes himself, the ultimate baseball fanatic. He has traveled around the U.S. and Canada, and in 2019, he visited 24 Major League Baseball parks. And I know he has some more on schedule for 2020, but, you know, it's springtime here in North America. For those of you that don't know that we're in the end of March, uh, there's a couple other issues going on, I would have to say, globally. But if anything can bring us back to what springtime, what warm weather means, it's talking about baseball. So we're here to talk with Chris on the Success Insight Podcast. Chris, welcome. Hey, Howard. Thanks for having me on here. It, it is an interesting time going on right now with that COVID-19 shutting everything down. Yeah, it was a little bit of a shock. And, you know, when you and I first met each other online and we had a conversation, and I don't even think this virus was on our everyday top of mind thing to think about. I mean, I know in the summertime, there's the thought of baseball. I mean, just I, I live in Chicago and I've got two wonderful ballparks nearby. I grew up in Detroit and so I'm near Detroit and Detroit Tigers are near and dear to my heart. But springtime, summer, that's baseball. And so tell us, when did you get started with this idea of visiting the major league ballparks in the U.S. and Canada and then writing this book, Legendary Adventures of the Baseball Fan? Well, it started out with just kind of a hobby. I just wanted to visit a couple of ballparks in the Chicago area. I wanted to see Wrigley Field and Bush Stadium and, and Miller Park. But I found this website, www.ballparkchasers.com. And I saw other people that were doing all 30 stadiums in their lifetime. And I thought, you know what? That's, that's kind of cool. So I started expanding my trip. I added um, Kansas City, Pittsburgh, Detroit, and Minneapolis. And I figured get all the ones in the Midwest knocked out. I had already visited some of the ballparks, so I didn't want to see them again. And those would be like, you know, Fenway Park, obviously, that, that, that's a big one. You know, you'd, you'd obviously want to see that one. And Dodger Stadium, those were not on my list. And, and coming back from a trip that I drove from Minneapolis to Chicago, I made my flight by one minute to go out to Denver. I checked in, at the check, by the time I checked my bags and dropped off, I rent a car and got to the counter. The ticket agent said, you have one minute to spare. I was like, okay. Oh my. That's good. My life is good. Sigh of relief. Yeah. So let me ask you a question. Let's take a couple steps back. Where were you born and raised? I was born in Long Island, New York. I lived there for about almost 20 years. And I had visited uh, Shea Stadium and Yankee Stadium, the old Yankee Stadium, while I was there. Okay. So you grew up at Shea Stadium and at Yankee Stadium. Would you say you attended a lot of games growing up? Oh, yeah. My father, he worked for GE and uh, Medical Systems, and he got a lot of free tickets, so he took me to both Yankees and Mets. I don't know if you call me a Mets fan or a Yankee fan. I was kind of impartial to both of them, but I, I had an uncle who was a Yankee fan. Um, that was my dad's brother, and my mom's brother was a Mets fan. So it's kind of, <laughs> I guess, kind of a mix of um, who, who, who to cheer for. My dad kind of liked the Mets, but he also went along with his brother, too. So I guess we'd cheer for either one, just depending on who. I guess that's that's the beauty of being into the different divisions. You could cheer for cheer kind of both of them, except when they play each other. Well, you know, and that's, I think, the beauty of baseball. I mean, it's this sounds a little cliche-ish, but the, for the love of the game, I mean, to me, 
nothing beats being in a ballpark with fresh grass and just the sound of the baseballs against the bats and just you know the smell of hot dogs in the park and beer and there's just nothing better than that and so i think you know growing up in new york and you know yankee stadium that in some ways doesn't get more iconic than that and you know having this beauty of two leagues two stadiums nearby so i would imagine they sell hats somewhere where you have on one side of the hat is the Yankee logo, and the other side of the hat is the Mets logo or the jersey. It has bits of both branding on the jersey. But so you, you grew up in New York, you attended games with your dad. And I think, you know, as a baseball fan myself, nothing's better than going to a baseball game with your father. I mean, you go with your friends, your buddies, but when your dad takes you to a baseball game, that's it. That's, that's, the, that's like the epitome next to perhaps going fishing of a father-son kind of activity. So you grew up in Long Island. By the way, where in Long Island? Coastal Harbor. I actually played some baseball in high school for the Coastal Harbor baseball team. Fantastic. So now, when you left New York, had this desire to go to different stadiums and, and watch baseball games, had that been there? Did you do it because you were on projects? How did this growing fascination with baseball and the stadiums kind of ignite for you? Just a lot of family outings to the games, a lot of father-son time, spent a lot of time with my uncles going to games, stuff like that. What was the best part about going to a stadium for you, you know, when you get there with your dad or your uncle? I just love seeing the players hit the ball, the crack of the bat, and the pitchers, how fast they throw it. And I, I like watching the, you know, they, they put the ra- you know, radar guns on the board to show the pitcher throwing 95. It's like, how, how do they do that? It's like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Some some of them now some of them are now get into the hundreds. It's like oh my god, how <laughs> how, how how fast do you, do you does your hand hand speed have to be to catch up to a baseball going a hundred and something miles an hour? I can write uh, sixty sixty feet away from you. That and that is kind of amazing. I think you know our uh, they're getting the players are getting bigger and you know, that 60 feet is getting a little bit smaller in a way. So when did this idea of the book, Legendary Adventures of the Baseball Fan, when did that start to materialize for you? My friend Robert down in Tampa, we went to to school at USF, the two of us, and he saw some of the photos I was sending him from the different ballparks, and he liked the idea that they'd be put into books. He said, you know what, this this is more than just photos. There's a lot of baseball fans out there that could be interested in something like this, that you, you make a profit on it. So I said, you know what? That, that You got a good point there. People travel, people, people watch sports. I think you might be going somewhere with this. There you go. You're an accountant by training. So this idea of making a profit, that's probably not a foreign concept for you. No, obviously dealing with money. You have to be able to maximize income and look at income statements every day. So <laughs> profit and loss statements are general ballgame for CPA. Exactly right. No doubt, no doubt. So let me ask you a question. With this book, tell us for uh, our listeners, you know, how is it organized? How did you begin to organize the book? Was it just you working on it? Did you get help with it? Tell us a little bit about the structure of the book. I built it myself based on the stadiums I went to in chronological order. I had visited Tampa for opening day and I went there, you know, several times. So I, I live in Florida. So I got down to Tampa a couple of times. Okay. And then Miami is not too far from where I live. So I went down to Miami and I had a friend, Gary, over in Houston. I went to see a basketball game with him and I went to an answer game the day before. So, and then Atlanta is not too far away either. So the traveling didn't really start until I decided I was going to go to Chicago and visit ballparks around there. That's that's when it all started. It, it got interesting because 
I was actually going to head, ho- head home from Denver. That was my last, my last trip of the tour. And I was going to head home from Denver and not see the other stadiums out on the West Coast. But I overslept my flight. And I was looking at the stadiums, and I, and I saw that all the teams out West that I had not seen. You know, I mentioned earlier, I, I had seen the Dodge, LA Dodgers. So the, all the others had a, home games while that I could see and get a red eye back from Seattle into Tampa. So it all worked out for the better that uh, I actually overslept my flight coming back from Denver to Florida. Well, you know, Providence favors the fortunate in good timing, no doubt about that. So with the book, how did you construct the chapters? Is each chapter one of the stadiums in the city? Is it a lot of pictures that you took while you were there? What is included in each one of those chapters? Exactly right. It's a snapshots of, uh, of the different stadiums I went to with pictures of cheerleaders and mascots and different ballparks and it has other than baseball it has points of interest in the various cities it has national parks and scenic landmarks that are famous for each of the various places so it wasn't just baseball it was also included other points of interest that people might want to see while they're in that neck of the woods gotcha and i am curious you know as you were going off making these trips to the stadiums how did your loved ones feel that you know you're going to be gone for a little bit and going to go see some baseball elsewhere they didn't realize how long the trip would, uh, some of the trip would be, but they held the fort back at home for me pretty well. I have a good wife that was in support of my travels and thought that it'd be a good idea for me to get away and do that. And I probably wouldn't have done it except I had an unfortunate accident. Some driver hit me while I was riding a bicycle. I won a settlement from the insurance company that paid me money that, that allowed me to take this trip. But even still, I had to minimize costs by, you know, going to Airbnbs and, you know, trying to cut costs on the trip to keep the expenses down. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, do, do you have, uh, so you've got your wife, anybody else in the family? I have an eight-year-old daughter. Eight-year-old daughter. Now, have you done a father-daughter baseball game yet? My wife said she's not ready for that yet. She's autistic and a little delayed, so maybe two or three years she'd be ready for a baseball game. Sounds good. Sounds good. So I'm curious, too, is, is the stadiums that you have visited so far, is there one in particular like, oh, this was an amazing experience or you know, the, the, the people were so nice or the food was so good. Is there one or two stories perhaps about this adventure that really kind of stand out for you? Absolutely. I love Denver because of the sunsets over the Rocky Mountains. It's just an incredible view to see the sun burst as the sun goes down. So I really enjoyed the course field in Denver. Obviously, the friendly confines of Wrigley Field with the IV and just how old the ballpark is, is that made it pretty amazing and then for, for, for two of the modern ones I would, I would recommend PNC Park on, on the uh, confluence of the three rivers in Pittsburgh that's just a, a kind of a, a interesting experience there and McCovey Cove in San Francisco with Oracle Park those would be my top four and then if I had to pick a fifth one I would probably say St. Louis's Bush Stadium just because the crowd Fans support the teams very well in both St. Louis and Chicago, which is pretty cool. Excellent. Now, since I'm going to be out in Vegas, hopefully, knock on wood, in the next, well, I won't say weeks, let's just say months, in Denver, it's not too far away. So when you're in Denver and you want to see the sunset over the Rockies, where am I in the stadium and what's the best time of day to see that? Right at sundown and you want to climb up to the top of the stadium in center field. So center field, top of the stadium, and definitely it's got to be a late afternoon, early evening, probably an early evening game, I would imagine. Yes, yeah, exactly right. Correct. All right. So that is now, Chris, on my bucket list. I'm going to do that because the wonderful thing about being in Vegas, it's kind of like Chicago. It's, you know, you can get to St. Louis, I suppose, Cincinnati, Milwaukee, Detroit, all within say five to six hours. And so Las Vegas is not so bad either. I can get 
over to Phoenix. I can get to LA, a little bit longer to get to Denver, but I've always wanted to go to the horse field in Denver. So that's going to be on my list too. What's up for you in 2020? So God willing, we are going to be having baseball games and be able to visit those stadiums. But where do you intend to go in 2020 when we're able to enjoy a baseball game again? I want to finish my 30 ballparks. I want to see Phoenix and brand new ballpark that is built in Dallas. And that would give me 30. Those two for sure. Then maybe some minor league facilities. I want to see the Nashville Sounds AAA team and maybe Charlotte AAA. So Nashville and then Charlotte. Remember when the movie Bull Durham came out? Yes. Yes, I did. I saw that. That, that was a great movie. Actually, I was in Raleigh-Durham last year as well. I saw a triple-A game in Durham, Durham Bulls. Fantastic. I actually was dating a woman when I was working on a project out in uh, Virginia. We actually went to a, a Durham Bulls game. I, I remember buying a tank top for that. So that was a def- definitely a great opportunity. And, and where was it? Up in... Uh, Scranton, Pennsylvania. Scranton, Mooseberry. Yeah, they, 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 I'm not sure what their affiliation is. I think it's the Yankees, but yeah, Scranton, Mooseberry. Yeah, I think it was like they were called like the Bruins or something like that. But I, I remember that. I have, you know, grew up in Detroit, never did get to the Toledo Mudhens. But I'll tell you what, when we are able to see baseball again and you are planning that trip to Phoenix, let me know and I'll do my best. I'll come down there and watch a game with you. That'd be amazing. So, Chris, before we head out today with thoughts of baseball and hot dogs and just kind of the, like you say, it's the crack of the bat, the smell of the grass, just watching those players and, you know, just taking in the game. If our listeners would like to learn more about you and the book, where's the best places for them to go to do that? My LinkedIn page, the publishing company, Exilis, put together a website called authorchristinec.com. Okay, and we've got the Amazon page for the book as well. So we'll, so we'll provide the links back for our listeners on the website, authorchristinisi.com, the author page and the book page on, on Amazon as well as on LinkedIn. And, you know, Chris, I, I appreciate you, you coming on to the show today just to talk baseball because for me, I think next to the sound of the Cardinal, and I've shared this before with other guests, so it may be a little foreign to you, but there's something about springtime And when the Cardinals show up in my parking lot area, we've got a lot of trees. That's how I know spring is right around the corner. And I think the next thing I, reason I know spring and summer are here is it's baseball season. And, you know, in my mind, there's nothing better than that. So listen, I appreciate you coming on the Success Insight podcast today to talk about your book and this adventure of visiting the parks. And, you know, I wish you good health, you and your family, good health and Definitely hope that you get to see those final parks and can complete that this journey of yours. Thank you so much for having me on. Fantastic. All right, folks, we have just been chatting with Chris Denisi. He's the author of Legendary Adventures of the Baseball Fan. This is a self-published book about his travels around to some of the most iconic baseball parks, or in fact, all the baseball parks for that matter, some of which are very iconic here in North America, you know, U.S. and Canada. And, you know, go out, check out the book. We'll provide links back to it on our show notes, as well as to Chris's website and also his LinkedIn profile. So, hey, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, be safe, be healthy. Think about baseball, because when we're out In the ballpark, that's what a better way to spend time with your friends and your family than in the the friendly confines, wherever 
that is. So this is Howard Fox, the Success Insight Podcast. And do visit us on successinsightpodcast.com. We're on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Pinterest, YouTube. And also you can hear this podcast episode on all of the or most of the podcast players like iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. So we hope you enjoyed today's episode. Do let us know. In the meantime, go out there, have a healthful and phenomenal day. We'll see you on the next episode of the Success Insight Podcast. Take care now. Success Insight is a production of Fox Coaching and First Story Strategies. Find us online, successinsightpodcast.com.